Moving my head? Yeah. I'm laying it off? Well, that too. I'm pronating? When you're not supinating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. I look like a fool. What the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? Well, we're waiting. What's up, golf fans, and welcome back to another episode of Fairways and Dreams. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, and welcome back. I know that we normally have had two-man scramble podcasts on Monday. I said this earlier. I hope you all were listening. It's not going to be an every week thing. And so this week with the holiday, Thanksgiving, traveling, wasn't able to get a guest on, but hopefully to have a guest on next week for another two-man scramble segment. But here we are every single Wednesday right here on the Fairways and Dreams podcast. I thank you all for taking the time and listening to me. As we always do, if I golf, I give a little background, right? So the Black Friday tradition in the Hartman family continued. We were able to get out there and play four four dudes, right? Four dudes. It was my dad, myself, my brother, and my son. We went out to the local establishment at Ogilvy Golf Park. We played the Robert Trent Jones design at Spidell Golf Club, and it was cold. It actually wasn't too bad when the sun was out, but then by the time that we were getting close to finishing the round, it got pretty chilly. I get your your hands started to get numb at different points, and boy, did I feel it. <laughs> I came in second out of the group. Uh, my dad shot 79. I shot 81 with two three putts on the last four holes, and uh, I, I actually wasn't upset with shooting an 81. And that might sound crazy for some of the really good golfers, like Ken Keller, who was on my podcast a couple weeks ago, who's qualifying, is trying to get to the PGA tour, like an 81. Uh, no, that's no bueno. Like that's not good. But for me, I was happy with that. I was happy. I didn't have any birdies, but I played a pretty consistent brand of golf, hit the ball. Well, short game as it's, it's tough in the winter. It's tough in the winter and in the colder months when you see the, the grass is clumping and it just can make some really difficult lies. Ultimately though, I was happy with the way I played 81, might be the last time I play this year. We'll see what the weather looks like here in the mid Atlantic. It's getting cold. So it might be the time to put the clubs away until the new year. We'll see other news in the golf world is that tiger woods is getting ready to return the hero world challenge coming up. Everyone's freaking out about tiger woods. Something that I'll just, I'll give you a little tip here. I'm I'm not going to go into depth about tiger woods. I'm not a huge tiger woods fan. I'll be completely honest with you. I will do a an entire podcast on this probably, probably before the spring, before the Masters, because that's always where Tiger wants to succeed is at the Masters. So for me, Tiger, I'll be watching. I'll be following. I want to see how he does. I'm not sold that he's back, as everyone says he is. Nonetheless, he's back. And I think this is a good transition, talking about Tiger Woods, into the topic of today's podcast, which is all about fitness, golf and fitness. Do they mesh? Do those two entities actually mesh together? Most people would say no. You know, when you think about golfers, you don't think about very fit individuals. Maybe now more than you did back when I was a kid, back in the 80s when you had players like Craig Stadler and John Daly. Well, everyone knows John Daly now, but that was kind of the norm at one point where guys would have the big old bellies and they were just really good. They were just really good golfers. They hit the ball a ton and they had really soft hands around the green. But is golf and fitness a thing? Well, Tiger Woods changed a lot of that. When Tiger Woods became into prominence, you know, he was this when he was really young, he was lanky, he was long and lean. Then he started training. Now, if you've never read the book, and this is important when we're talking about fitness, if 
you've never read Hank Haney's book, The Big Miss, uh, great read. I recommend anyone that likes golf, that likes Tiger Woods, read that book. And he talks about how Tiger got obsessed with working out. He was obsessed with his physique. He was obsessed with pushing his body to the limits. And at times, it actually hurt him. Literally, it hurt him. So I thought, well, I should do an entire podcast here on golf, as most golfers that are in the North that are going to, it's going to be too cold. Should should this off season where you're not going to be golfing a lot, should this be the year that you work out, that you try and get your body right? And the number one question that people will ask me, because I have to, I do have to preface this with it. I am actually a certified personal trainer. I don't really train too much anymore, but uh, did it full time for a long time. Very familiar with uh, program development and how to utilize the things with the body based on sports specific training. So this is not like some dude who's just randomly spouting off stuff. Like I actually do have a background in this, but the one question that I would get in when I was a trainer is people would say like, well, I love to golf. I'm like, Oh, do you ever train for golf? And like, does it even matter? Does it even matter? Does exercise and golf even matter? Well, I don't know. Golfers are not really known as workout warriors, but now they kind of are. And you see these, you see these videos of someone like Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, and Victor Hovland. And they do work out. They do work out. But fitness in golf is super sports specific. And that's something that is definitely really important to note. It is sport specific. Jordan Spieth trains a lot. But Jordan Spieth doesn't walk around the course with bulging biceps and a chiseled chest or anything like that. He kind of looks like an accountant that just happens to be a really good golfer on the weekend. But he's in good shape. He is just in shape for what he does. He's not interested in the visual aspect of it. Tiger was. Tiger still is worried about the visual aspect of it. Works out hard. Wants to have the tight-fitting golf shirt. It's part of his persona. I get it. That's fine. Each their own. But typically, golfers don't want the big, bulky muscles. They don't want to look like bodybuilders on the golf course. A lot of golfers will say that if they put on muscle, it's going to hinder them. Why? What's really important in golf? Range of motion, mobility. Both of those things are absolutely huge. Now, you see, you know, I'm not talking about professional golfers. I'm talking about the, the Jordan Spees and the Scotty Schefflers and the Tiger Woods. These are big-name players. They're all professionals. What about the weekend hacker, right? Does it matter? Does golf matter? I'll tell you what matters. It's range of motion matters, especially as you get older. Now, my dad listens to this podcast. I'm sure he's listening right now at some point. I have watched my father go from a swing that this, the shaft of the golf club gets pretty close to parallel to now hardly any shoulder turn. There's no hip turn whatsoever. It's become a really short, compact swing. So why? Well, what has been the result of this? Well, he he exercises by walking. He does zero weight training, zero mobility training, zero stretching. He's extremely tight, and as he's gotten older, he's gained some weight, and therefore his swing has suffered. Now, my dad's lost yardage, and you get new golf clubs, and he's done that, and he's gained some yards back. That's great. What he does in terms of how he handles his own physical body could also facilitate getting some of those yards back. 
losing some weight, working on stretching, working on mobility, getting that range of motion back, focusing on the thing like the shoulder turn. This is what we're talking about. It does matter if you care about the game. If you're a weekend hacker and you just go out there to drink some beers with your buddies and you bet some bills and you just have a good time, then you don't care and that's fine. But if you're someone that's like, you know what? I like golfing. I like going out with my friends. I like drinking and having fun and gambling on the game. But I also care that I'm I'm actually going to be able to continue to do this for a long time. Then, yeah, you might want to think about this. Flexibility. When was the last time you did any type of flexibility training at all? And people forget this as well. You're talking about working out. When I say working out, we're talking about any type of weight-bearing exercise, and that includes your body weight. Any type of weight-bearing exercise is also going to help you with injury prevention. The one thing no one wants is to be completely stagnant all winter. So let's say from December until March, late March, when the weather starts to turn and you start getting the spring is here and you're itching to get on the golf course and you go out there and what do you do? Yank. There goes your back. No one wants that. No one wants that. So think about injury prevention as another reason why you should think about actually having some type of focus on training this off season. Now, if you live in warmer climates and you can play all year round, good for you. Like that's awesome. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't, you should just ignore that type of training for your body. So what I decided to do is I decided to break it up into what would off season and in season training look like for even the weekend hacker. So if you're in, If you're someone that is right now not able to golf because it's just too cold, the ground is starting to freeze, and you're just looking at it's going to be a long few months before you get back on the golf course. That's your off season. And then when you get back onto the golf course, well, that's your in season. So in season is obviously much longer than the off season. So let's talk about the off season first. When I think about the off season, if I was approached by someone, they said, Jeff, can you please write me a workout, a plan? I need something to follow. So that when I'm golfing in the spring, I'm hitting the ball further. I'm feeling good. I'm out there and I'm, I'm just, I'm better. I feel better. I'm playing better. That's what I want. Got it. Okay. I'm going to tell you that you should work on your strength training, work on your strength training. You don't have any equipment at home. That's fine. You can't afford a gym membership. That's fine. Start with your body weight. Sometimes you got to get off the couch and you got to do some stuff, which is just your body weight. Start with the standard exercises, body weight squats. For some people, this might sound like it's a death sentence. Stand, have a chair behind you, sit in the chair and stand up. Do that a bunch of times. Let's say three sets of 20. Push-ups. Try and do push-ups. Can't do them from your toes? Okay, do them from your knees. That's not okay. Go to the kitchen, put your hands on the countertop or a table that's not going to move. Do incline or inverted push ups. Work your way up to it. This is what is really scary for a lot of people. A lot of people view strength training as I don't know what I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it. And I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt. Well, you do it the right way by starting slow. So you start with those body weight exercises, try a plank, things like that for your core. And then you build up, but you also want to work on joint stability. So if you have, if you have an internet device, a phone, you have a TV, a smart television, 
go to YouTube and look up some basic mobility exercises for things like your shoulders, your chest to open up your chest, your back, your hips, your knees. All of those areas are huge in golf. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to find some of these things. You just have to know where to look. Go to, like I said, youtube.com, and you'll find some basic movement, mobility, joint stability. That's going to be really important. Something else that a lot of people don't do in the offseason, but they should, is continue to swing the golf club. Maybe you have a room in your house that has a high enough ceiling that you can go in and set up a net and you can swing away and hit into the net. Awesome. Maybe you don't. So you might have to go out in the winter and you might have to just grab your seven iron, grab a wedge. Doesn't matter. I wouldn't say a driver, but just take one of your middle, middle of the road length clubs. That's why I said the seven iron and just swing the club in a deliberate way. Not just go out there. Like you're whipping it around, go out there and just swing the club in a deliberate way. Let's say a hundred swings at least three times a week. So why does that matter? It matters that you're keeping your body in that movement as a part of your movement, meaning I'm not going to not swing a club for three to four months and then go out there and start swinging again. You got to keep your body, and this is part of fitness, keep your body used to that movement, that, that path of the golf club, moving those muscles, that is important. The last bit for the offseason, do some cardio. Go for walks. Notice there was an S at the end of that word, plural. Go for more than one walk. Walk in the morning, walk in the afternoon and evening. Hell, if you can, walk in the middle of the day. You get a lunch break at work, go for a walk. Get home from work, take the dog for a walk. Don't have a dog, got kids? Ask the kids if they want to go for a walk. Go for a walk with your wife. Don't have any of that? Just go for a walk by yourself. Put on an audiobook and go for a walk. Getting yourself moving. So what, what's going to start happening here? The strength training, the joint stability, the mobility work, swinging the golf club, and the cardio it's going to get get your muscles primed up. You're going to keep that swing going. And then when the, the in-season stuff comes, you'll be ready to go. Now, the in-season is going to be different. It's going to be different. So in-season is going to be modified strength training. So maybe you got so into strength training in the off-season that you actually went to a gym. You were lifting weights. Maybe you don't have the time for that as much if you golf a lot. So maybe you revert back to those things you can do anywhere. Body weight stuff, lunges, squats, push-ups even jumping jacks is the, the, your, your very basic, very, very basic, uh, exercises, flexibility, and mobility continue to be a thing and they should be a thing. When golfers hurt their back, bending down to put a tee in the ground, it's not because their body is defying them. It's that they hadn't used their body in a meaningful way enough. And then that's the tipping point where the body says, okay, this muscle is now pulled or we hurt our back, whatever, Flexibility and mobility continue to be a thing. And cardio should still be a thing. So in season, it's it's pretty much the same. I want to say something here. This is only for people that feel like they would actually want to go out there and do this stuff. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. You know, I had Kane, uh, Kane Dano on my two-man scramble last Monday leading up to Thanksgiving. And he's a guy that you can tell most of his videos on Instagram that he is a fit guy. He goes to the gym. He talked about it in my podcast, said, yeah, I try to go five days a week. That matters. It absolutely matters. The people that go and, and make their health and their body a priority, they tend to be not just thinner and leaner, 
They tend to also be able to hit the ball further. They tend to also have better longevity in terms of they don't get tired throughout 18 holes. But I can't stress this enough. Nothing that I've laid out here is difficult. Nothing that I've talked about off-season, in-season, is ridiculously crazy difficult. You'll see these videos like Rory McIlroy. Like the dude works out hard. He's definitely changed his body type since he came on the tour. You see like a, the the Tiger Woods that he never shows his workout videos. He's way too private. But if he did, he was doing Navy SEAL type stuff back when he was injuring his knee. Came from training. That's neither here nor there. But still, you'll never, I'm not asking anyone to do this stuff. If you prioritize the game of golf in your life, and you want to see an improvement, and you've practiced the game a bunch, don't put the fact that your own physical health, your own physical well-being should just go on the back burner. It is as equal a part of golf as the swing itself. You can go to all the swing coaches in the world. You can talk to the mind gurus and all that good stuff. But if your physical body is not capable of going through the motions of 18 holes, and if you're playing in a multiple-day tournament, then what does it matter? It doesn't. It doesn't. And I talk a lot about the, the greatness of golf and the fact that you can play it for the rest of your life. And that is such an attractive part of golf for me. Not for everyone, but for me. And I can't sit here and say to anyone listening to this podcast that I would say, with it, hey, you're 80-something years old. If you can't walk, you can't golf. I tell the story about the two guys that used to walk nine holes every night and they pulled their bags. They were in really good shape for their age. You have to be able to do those things to be able to play this game for a long time. So maybe this is your first off season where you're starting to think about it. You're starting to think about getting into shape. You're starting to think about, okay, what do I do? What can I, where can I start? Start with the basics, do more cardio, stretch a little bit, keep swinging that golf club. Start doing some strength exercises, even if it's your body weight. Just do something. If you need more advice, you want more tips, you want more guidance, you can find me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T, or you can find me on Instagram, golf underscore life, and I would be more than happy to help. If you want an actual program or anything like that, we'd have to talk way more specifics, but still... This is something that golfers shouldn't just ignore because let's go back to the very beginning golf and fitness. Do they mesh? I think anything that we do in our lives that requires some physical task to be accomplished. Yes, they, they match, they match, they mesh, they, they flow together. The be the ability to walk 18 holes while carrying a bag is, 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 is a, a, an astonishing feat. That can be upwards of eight miles carrying a, I don't know, depends on your bag. could be a 15 pound bag on your back. Think about that. So you might not see golf and fitness together. I absolutely do. And I know I'm not alone. A lot of people out there, they definitely view golf and fitness together. And they think it's a very, very appropriate discussion to have. So in the off season, why don't you try getting fit, getting, getting in shape, Start your New Year's resolutions early. Have a base round golf. Why not? Might be the re- might be just what you need to finally reach those fitness goals and to improve your golf game at the same time. That does it for me for this episode of Fairways and Dreams. 
missed any of our old shows, go back and check them out. Just search Fairways and the and symbol dreams. Anywhere where you get your podcasts, you can see the two main scrambles that I talked about with Kane and Ken Keller. You can also check out all of my other podcasts like last week's giving thanks to the game of golf. Check it out. I do appreciate it. Hopefully we'll have a two-man scramble next week. In the meantime, you know how I finish out these shows. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Hit them straight. We'll see you next time on Fairways and Dreams.